When women have money, anything is possible, which is why it is so important that we not only learn how to earn income, but also how to invest, manage, and spend our income. Today on the podcast, I'm talking to financial advisor and beautiful soul, Amy Getz. We need to make up our own rules because all the rules are made up anyway. Literally every rule that we live by is a construct of someone else. And I would honestly, again, not anti-men, pro-women, but I would honestly say so many of the rules that we live by were created by a patriarchy society. And I inherently believe that money is feminine, right? And I say that in the sense of, if you give a woman a house, she makes it a home. If you give her groceries, she can make this beautiful meal. Like it's alchemy that I think us women can create. So give a woman abundance, give her financial security and imagine all the magic that she can create, the alchemy that can come from that. Are you ready to take courageous steps to create a life and business you love? Welcome to The Courage Cast. I'm Andrea Crisp, an empowerment coach, author, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. For years, I was afraid to allow myself to shine. That was until I discovered that I could step into my own power, shift my mindset, and take ownership of my destiny. Now I coach people across the globe who are ready to own their life and make a massive impact. With a blend of practical and spiritual advice, my desire is that the Courage Cast empowers you to take brave steps in your own life and business. Amy, welcome to the Courage Cast. I am so thrilled to have you on the show today, but I'm also just genuinely excited to talk to you today. So welcome to the Courage Cast. Oh my gosh, thank you. I am so excited to talk to you. Like, does it get any better than podcasting interviews where you can just like hang out and chat with a friend and lo and behold, it's recorded and maybe it'll help somebody somewhere in some corner of the earth. So thank you for having yes. me. Yes, I love that you said that because I think that is exactly what this is, like what the, why I even started the Courage Cast. I remember thinking back to all of the the times where I was thinking about like, what do I want to do and how do I want to share my own story? And part of that was really helping other women to share their story and to share how they live bravely and how they take brave steps because I needed it. That was the thing I needed. And it was a way in which I was inspired and encouraged. So... I exactly love that. Exactly what Someone you're saying. Someone goes before you and they're your inspiration. And I bet yes. I bet they, you know, would be shocked to hear someone say that about them, right? Even people who are further along in their path of it's still fascinating when people say, oh, you changed, right? The trajectory yeah. of my life. So I'm certain there are loads of people that are saying that about you. Well, thank you. And I'm the same. I'm I you know, I love talking about money. Um, I want more of it. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I love money and lo- money loves me. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, so we're gonna we're gonna dive into how wealthy women can change the world and the mission that you're on to really inspire women to believe that about themselves and then to lean into that. So I would love for you to introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're passionate about. Yes, thank you. So Amy Getz, I'm a financial advisor slash wealth manager. Um, I help people create financial plans so they can live a life of financial freedom. And then we help invest them um, in the market. So at a basic level, that is what I do. 
Mm-hmm. The How I got here, I find to be a unique story. And I feel like for anyone that's maybe wondering what's their next step, trust, follow the breadcrumbs and know that it is going to find you if it's aligned for you. Um, my original career, I'm a CPA. So I did that. And then I had three kids in four years and I felt like I wasn't doing either job, mom or my career, particularly well. So my husband and I made the decision that I was going to stay home and he was going to pursue his career. So for 14 years, I was a stay-at-home mom, um, definitely questioning my worth. I gave away all my time. I volunteered every which way. I was treasurer of everything. Um and was room mom for every kid every year because I don't idle particularly well, which isn't a trait that I say you should follow. But either way, um, I knew that there was something coming for me, but I didn't know what it was. And I knew I didn't want to go back into the traditional role of accounting. So I was cleaning my pantry one day and the CEO of IRC Well, which um, is my financial advisor and has been for over a dozen years, called and said, I need someone to do some accounting for some clients, someone I can trust. And he had known me from our relationship. And I said, yes, I wasn't looking for it, but I said, yes. And after about a year of doing that, he put time on my calendar and I thought we were talking about a client, which we did for like five minutes. And then he said, you can do what I do and you can do it better. Um, Wow. And I was like, "Um, what? Like I you know, was a stay-at-home mom doing accounting. And so my belief in my future career, I always knew I was meant for something more, but I Mm -hmm. didn't have the possibility of what it could be. And so I said, yes. And he has mentored me. And when I, I learned amazing things, but when I decided that I wasn't going to behave as a male and pale person in this business was when things really opened up and my career trajectory changed because when you can bring in that feminine intuitive um, like gifts into your financial planning sessions, it has really up-leveled who I am and what I can do for my clients. And so to say that I am passionate about it would be a gross understatement because I love helping people see and know their worth. And I mean that literally in what I do and figuratively and how I help them. And my core belief truly is that wealthy women change the world. And I want to make it very clear that I am not anti-men. I'm just really pro-women. And the studies show that women give in places that don't necessarily have a specific touch to them. They just are looking to rise the collective And men are also very generous and givers, but the studies show they tend to give to causes more near and dear to them. So, you know, there's a great history. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. It's, you know, I think that just even the fact that you are kind of going about your business, you're going about your life. I kind of want to go there because I can... I can see in a lot of women how they come to me and they're like, I want this to happen. I want this to happen. And this almost like forced energy. And I have to admit, I've been there. We've all been been there. Been in forced energy. But you were kind of like, it seems like you said, like, it opened up for you. And then you just took that step. How has that informed your entire career? Like, how have you leaned into allowing within in your life and your business? 
I, I think it's learned in the sense that at some point you can look back and see that you were being guided and supported by a hand that you didn't know was there. Mm-hmm. And when you can look back and see the value and the connections and the opportunities, that's when you can start to really trust that going forward, that is going to continue to happen to you. And Mm -hmm. I would challenge or encourage anyone who sees something as negative to really try and look at the opposite of that Mm -hmm. to say, okay, how is this actually serving me, right? Nothing happens to you. It only happens for you. Right. And so for me, it's a matter of realizing that an opportunity comes to you and you say yes and see if it's for you. And if it's not for you, that particular opportunity, I am almost certain it's leading you to a different path that you may not have been able to get to unless you followed the breadcrumbs. So Mm -hmm. it's a matter of trusting that what's coming to you is for you and is leading you down the path to something even greater. And when you can start to see those little steps in hindsight is when your trust starts to really grow. Um, I am obsessed with what I do and I still think I'm meant for more. I don't know what that is. Yeah. I'm just going to follow the breadcrumbs and see what happens. Okay. Well, I'm excited about that. First of all, (laughs) because you know, that's my jam. I love, you know, it's like what, what, more is possible, Mm -hmm. which we know there is so much more. But I would love to even go back to what you were saying about following the breadcrumbs and really knowing that this is for my good Mm -hmm. and finding why, why is this happening now? Like what's going on now? Why is this meant to serve me? And often we look at, you know, opportunities that are really good opportunities as like, oh, that's the thing we're talking about. But there are often times that something challenging happens that, and as soon as you said that, it was almost like there was like this light bulb that went off in me. And it's like, oh, that situation, Andrea, that you're looking at, that is you're perceiving as negative. You need to look at the other side of it and go, how is this serving your higher good? And if as long as you keep looking at this negatively, it's going to keep you in that negative loop. Yeah. But the more you if you switch that and you start looking at how is this serving my greater good, then that's when the solution comes. Yeah. I love that we're talking about this. And mm-hmm. I want people to know that it can start to become an intuitive belief, but you kind of have to train yourself to get there. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a concept that's going around now. It's called lucky girl syndrome. And I, I do not know this. You don't know this. What is this? I fully believe that I have it. Like innately, this is my core belief. Lucky girl syndrome is that good things always happen to you, but it's that belief that no matter what happens to you and the perception of it, from others or even yourself in the moment is that it's negative. Eventually you recognize that it was absolutely for your highest good. 
But to yes. cultivate the lucky girl syndrome, you start to have to get in the belief of, and I've, I've said this for years, before I, long before I knew what it was, I'm always going to get the best parking spot. I don't know how, but I do, <laughs> right? And yeah. it's my core belief. And yeah. for me, I have trained myself for decades. When I see something serendipitous, whether it's an angel number or something happens, my mantra has always been money flows easily and freely to me. It didn't, I had to, I had to get the repetitions in and now I can't not say it. I've even tried to add more onto it, right? Like I can, I can build on this, but yeah. I think my point is trust that everything is happening. And I, you know, our, our Instagram and social media lives look like the golden hour, right? But mm-hmm. we all have our stories and we all have we our do. challenges. So yep. remember that all that glitters isn't gold. And those are what's serving us. And I think if you look at, you know, spirituality or however you choose, um, there's test there, right? Mm -hmm. And when I say test, I don't even like to use the word test. There's opportunities to prove that you really do want a certain thing. And so if everybody wants it easily handed to them, well, sure, give me all the money. But can you handle it? Can you receive and use it for your highest good. And so mm. I think when you start to play in the space of service and gratitude and realizing that everything is for you and you can start to see challenges in a positive light and maybe not the day they happen, maybe not even the week they happen. <laughs> not, yeah, definitely not the moment. <laughs> not in the moment, but yeah. the further away you get, you can look back yeah. and start to see that. I think Mm -hmm. that is unlocking the next level of abundance for everyone because Mm -hmm. you are in a place where you're serving your highest good. And I'll give you like a, a, a quick, I know we had talked about this offline, but I love a spiritual retreat. They bring me joy. And I recently had one in Mexico and it was meant to be sort of a pleasure and play retreat, like it's fun. And yet it unlocked some things in me that I I didn't know were dormant, right? You don't know necessarily what it is that you need to unlock. And since that retreat, I have come to the place where I am living so transparent and so authentic in my life. I thought I was before, but then you unlock these next levels. And so as it relates to abundance, because I always love to bring everything back to money, yeah. What would your money say about your relationship with it? Right. And I was asking myself that question and money's like, we are having a good time and she's ignoring <laughs> the heck out of me. So I live in a place of abundance, but I wasn't mm-hmm. really paying attention. I wasn't taking my own advice. I wasn't having the money dates with myself and with my spouse. And I wasn't giving the attention that it deserved there. Yes, I was in a place of trusting that abundance was flowing freely and I wasn't cultivating the relationship that I should with my money at the time. And so when I, like in this recent few weeks, I have really honed in on the data. I've organized it and I can't explain to you how, but I am very aware that I have unlocked the next level of abundance that I felt was right there, but I didn't know why it wasn't coming. And it was Mm -hmm. because I wasn't paying attention. 
Yeah. So Can I ask you a question? To give your attention. Yes. When you start to give your attention to things that are important to you, to things that mm-hmm. serve your highest self, you start to see that it improves and comes to you in more abundance. Yes. When you have these, okay, so we're talking about levels, right? Yeah. So like, you know, and I think this, like people, when they're, they're thinking about that, even I talk about it with mindset, you know, your next level. Mm-hmm. And people are like, what does that even mean? You know, like, yeah. but there, what does it mean for you to get to the next level? And can you, and do you believe that you can quantum leap to the next level? Um, so I'll reverse answer. Yes, I do believe you can quantum leap to the next level. Yeah. And how do I get to the next level? I yeah. wish I could tell you, right? I wish I could give you a step. What I can say is it's just a belief that it's there. Okay. It's just a belief that it's there. And I am going to take steps, not knowing, you know, not knowing the path, but I'm going to keep moving forward. So mm-hmm. for me, and I think it, once you get to the steps that are really kind of changing the story, you'll start to feel that. Like going through my money, having... So having transparent conversations with my spouse, you know, I'm the person that does the money. It's I've, I've done well and he's mm-hmm. had access, but we didn't have deliberate conversations. I have three children. They were um, enjoying, you know, the abundance of mom and dad. And we needed to talk about that. And so right. it was in giving myself some guidelines and paying attention. I can only say that I just felt the shift. And then I started seeing little things, right? Mm -hmm. Like I started seeing, um, I won a gift card that was from the end of the year. I forgot about, it was like $500. Um, you know, I don't want to give too many personal specific examples, but I started to see, and I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. Right. Yeah. It is already happening. So I don't, I don't want to not answer the question. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of feeling it and trusting that it's going to happen. And I have learned to not question the how. Because when we get in our way about how we expect it to go, inevitably it doesn't. And then we're frustrated. Then we right. get into that space of scarcity and lack, right? How the energy that you put into abundance doesn't necessarily come back to you in a one for one that direction, but maybe exactly right. But maybe you are planning a trip and you get a steal on a ticket or, you know, an airline ticket, or maybe you're expecting a bonus at a certain amount and holy cow, it comes in at a higher amount, right? It's, it's don't expect it to be a one-to-one, like what you give directly is how you're going to receive it back. People are like, you know, I invested in a coach in my business, right? But you're not looking at the abundance all around you in your life. So maybe you're investing it into your business, but it's coming back on a personal level. One of the things that has really, even this morning I wrote down and I was, I've been, this has kind of been the area that I've been unlocking for myself Mm -hmm. is that my income is not my abundance Mm -hmm. and God is my abundance you know, for other people who they, you know, say universe, source, higher power, whatever. And I am learning that God is source, income is a channel. Mm-hmm. And 
it's allowing myself to receive through the channels of abundance mm-hmm. from source. Yeah. And I would love to know your take on that and how that helps you and also like how you help clients with that. Yes. So I love that. Mm-hmm. And I would say I want to encourage people and I'm not saying you're doing this, but to never mm-hmm. play in the space of enough, right? I just need enough to feel safe. I need enough right. to cover my bills. Yeah. Um, and it goes without saying that you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. But I also don't think you should pour from your full cup. I think you should give from your overflow. And mm. in order to have overflow, you need more than enough. When our basic needs are met, safety yeah. and security, okay, that calms the nervous system. And then there's the next level where you're yeah. feeling like you don't just have enough, you are rising to the occasion and mm-hmm. you are able to be in a space of where you're generous with others. And so I think recognizing that enough isn't what you should be going for. It's abundance. And I like to remind people, especially women, you can't be poor enough to help someone, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you're not in a place of safety, emotional and, and financial, then you're not in a place to give. Right. And I do believe that whatever it is that you believe in, that mm-hmm. when you start to have the trust that just by being who you are, you are worthy. That doesn't mean you can sit on the couch and pull the ums out and expect it to flow. It's aligned (laughs) action. Right. Following the breadcrumbs and taking the steps. But you have to inherently believe that for no other reason than you exist, that you deserve the wealth. I think people sometimes think there is an actual pie in the sky. And if I have more, you have less. But Mm -hmm. it doesn't exist like that. I can have more and you can have more and so can everyone in our circle. So when you're in that belief that it's not just about enough, and I challenge people when I'm working them, I'm like, tell me three good things you could do with more money. Like I want them, how can you serve the world with more money? And I think we, as a society, it's almost like, oh, that's greedy. Oh, we shouldn't have more. And I'm like, what? Right? Like, that's how we give is when we're in a space of abundance. And so especially Mm -hmm. for my women, who I know are generous givers, I want you to play in the space that not only do you deserve it, it's your gosh, it's your birthright, whatever, however you want to look at it. And you need to be making moves And I'm not talking like the big scary moves. I'm talking about just following what is coming up for you. So yes, I do believe in unlocking abundance and knowing it can come from source. And Mm -hmm. I also want you to have the language that money does flow easily and freely to you. And you're not tying it to anything else. Yes. Yeah, because, you know, it's like, I think a lot of it's when when people get into the scarcity, it's like, if I lose this, mm-hmm. I won't have anything. So they're dependent upon, and if you're an entrepreneur, it's maybe dependent upon a client or the clients you have. 
if it's someone who is working, you know, a corporate position, it's like if I got laid off or got sick or something happened and I no longer had that income coming Mm -hmm. in, I wouldn't have. And that's, you know, that's kind of where we are unpacking a lot of those familial mindsets that are passed down, you know, where if you're not in a place where you can just trust and believe that's where you kind of have to go and do the work. And it's like, okay, what's really coming up for you that is keeping you from entering into that place of belief and that place of trust. And it's interesting because like, even in the place of trust, it sounds really beautiful, but it, it is not necessary. It's beautiful, but it's also like, it's a cultivated skill. Yeah. Like it's, it's like you're in it. It's, it's not a, it's, it is a doing in a sense and a being like you're, you're doing until you get to the trust and then you're being in the sense that, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, things are happening for you and, and they're good. And there's two things I want to address as far as like the scarcity. So I look at that in two ways. So as a financial advisor, right, I'm encouraging mm-hmm. you to take appropriate steps so you can feel safe if something yeah. were to happen to you, right? Like right. having an opportunity fund, which everyone knows it is an emergency fund, but language is important. And I'd rather have the yeah. opportunity to pay for something than to feel yeah. like I'm in a state of emergency. So by yeah. having an opportunity fund, by living within your means, And I don't mean that you have to live small. I just mean you have to pay attention to what's your in and your out. And a cash spending plan allows you to say, I'm going to spend my money on adventure. I'm going to spend my money on amazing food. But you're telling your money where to go. You're not just Mm -hmm. really millying it and not having the abundance to pay for that. You know, it's planning for your future and putting money away for your future, prioritizing the now and prioritizing your future self. So that takes care of a bit of that safety, if you will. But then I think you also have to come back and know that you are whole, how you are. You have to be present. You know, I always remind myself, be where my feet are. Mm -hmm. Living in the past is depression. Living in the future is anxiety. So you have to know that if every dollar went okay, you're still okay. You're not defined by your money. It's yeah. great to have it, but I can tell you as a financial professional, I work with people who are millionaires times, right? And that yeah. doesn't mean they're the happiest people in the world. That doesn't mean that they feel safe in their bodies and who they are. So yes, there are tactical steps you can do to ensure your sort of mental safety need. I'm one mm-hmm. who, who does that. I need to know that my finances are in order and I need to know that if all of it went away, I'm still okay because it's inside that you yes. know that you're safe. Yeah. And so it's really kind of working in the space of healing traumas and wounds and generational patterns, right? I love to ask people, tell me about what money was like in your house. And someone will say, oh, we didn't talk about money. You know, right? That's what they think their story is. And I'm like, did your parents talk about other people and their money? 
right? Mm -hmm. And so it's little questions where you start to ask. But when you can heal those past stories and beliefs and start to know your worth inherently, and you've done these handful of things on the side for your safety and security, I think that too is how you're you're going to level up as far yes. as abundance goes. I, I 100% agree. I 100% agree. And I see how I see that happening for people all the time. Mm-hmm. And I see the struggle of it not happening as well, you know, of staying in the loop. Yes. And, and it is, it is a trusting in yourself, trusting in God or universe or whatever that looks like for you, that you can take the steps. Yeah. That you are being led. There are little steps along the way that are going to guide you to setting yourself up for the future. Yeah. And for doing all of those things that are going to keep you in safety. And there are financial things and there also can be somatic things. Absolutely. You know, like, and I think that's, it's both of them are at play because we need to feel safe in our body to take that step. Yes. So it it works like in tandem. And so I love that you're, you're talking about that. And like, it's interesting to me because are you doing financial plans and investing with people or are you kind of doing the personal financial plans in their life? So I help them create their financial freedom date and their financial Mm -hmm. freedom amount and the path Mm -hmm. they're going to take to get there, the tactical steps, and then what dollars they currently have and will be investing in the future, I manage for them in the stock market. Okay. Yes. So what I do want to say too is to take a moment and honor that talking about money is difficult. It can't yeah. be, right? Mm-hmm. I play in the space of, are you kidding? We are going to have so much fun, right? Like we're going to talk about your money. You're going to get so in tune with where you're spending, where it's coming. You're going to tell it where to go. Like, are you kidding? This is so fun. But Mm -hmm. I want to acknowledge that it is typically scary. And then people get to me and I'm like, oh my God, so much fun. (laughs) And I think there's like this abundance formula that, you know, we talk about. And that is people think the numbers are the hard part. Mm -hmm. The numbers are the easy part, right? It's elementary math plus, minus, a little divide, sometimes we times, like the numbers aren't difficult. It's the 80%, the emotions, the relationships, the grief, the old stories, the Mm -hmm. fear, the decision-making, all of that is where people get stuck around their mind. So if you can start to work on those stories and your belief in who you are, and recognize that, those patterns, that's too when it gets to be easier. And yeah. that's what my role is, is to walk people through that journey. And you can still have moments of fear and you can still have moments of doubt and you don't live there. You don't stay yeah. there. You acknowledge yeah. them. You actually thank them. And then you move on. Yes, that's awesome. Okay, so we had talked again offline about your retreat. Mm. 
you share this really beautiful story that I'm going to let you share here to what extent you want to share, of course. And um, kind of talking about what happened to you when you're like, okay, things are shifting in in me personally. Yeah. Um, I love to do personal development. Um, Mm. I feel like I've had my own spiritual awakening over the last several years. And I have, again, followed the breadcrumbs. I've, you know, it all started for me meeting someone networking. And then I met this next person. And then I went on her retreat. And then I went on, right? And so it's been just kind of following along. And none of this, and I want to encourage other people to realize, you're never broken. Mm -hmm. For me, it wasn't so much that I was broken. There was a part of me that was looking for peace sort of in my, in my own self, in my mind and in my own body. So I went on this retreat in Mexico and unlocked, I think some things that I had just put away, right? I didn't know what I didn't know. So I want to encourage people to say, don't inherently assume you're broken and wherever you are is where you're meant to be. And there's always an opportunity to grow and learn. And I came back from that space and I was a physical mess, like without a reason, no fever, Mm -hmm. right? Like, but I literally felt like I was walking around with a weighted blanket. I was exhausted. And then I reached out after a few days to the group and people were like, yes, me too, me too. And what I have found since then, and the story that I think you're referencing is I have felt like the myth of the Phoenix, right? We, we know the Mm -hmm. myth that this bird rises from the ashes. But what I have learned in the last few weeks in that myth, and I, you know, again, it comes, I don't know how it came to me, right? I don't remember the source. And yet I learned the story that the phoenix, when it feels like it's time to be reborn and it comes back as a different version of itself, it gets in its nest, lights its nest on fire, burns to the ashes and then rises. And I feel like that's who I have been these last few weeks. And it came through physical choices and changes that I have made. It comes through, heck, even the money conversation, right? Even Mm -hmm. owning it myself, that I had not been following my own advice and really diving deep in those numbers. And then having these amazing conversations with my husband and my children about wealth yeah. and abundance and our next steps and our family goals. Um, at work, I was feeling a bit out of alignment, doing some things that weren't in my zone of genius. I can do them, but they, I had recognized were affecting the passion for what I did. I had a conversation with my CEO who's like, yeah, I get it. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and it felt so transparent. Whereas I can't say before that I would have actually spoken up and it wasn't that that was right or wrong it's just in hindsight it would be scarce like if I have these conversations what if if I bring these topics up what if if I address these things what if and I have recognized that I am almost choosing to revamp my whole belief structure in the, in, in the reason that I feel like, A, it's time, and B, I want to be in a place 
where transparency and authentic, like I'm embodied. I'm not two different people anymore. The spiritual Amy that goes on these retreats and then the yeah. you know Amy that comes back and she gets it done and she's working and, and I want to be both. And I want to yes. be that light for people. And I yeah. want to perhaps be that person that goes first for some to say, mm-hmm. you can be a badass financial professional and a spiritual being that relies on her divine feminine and intuition and love and light and have it all. Yes. Where are the limits? Where I had this deep in a meditation one time. Okay. It's not to say that I sit around, you know, and do this all the time, but it was so clear and the message came through so powerful that we need to make up our own rules because all the rules are made up anyway. Literally every rule that we live by is a construct of someone else. And I would honestly, again, not anti-men, pro-women, but I would honestly say so many of the rules that we live by were were created by a patriarchy society. And Mm -hmm. I inherently believe that money is feminine, right? And I say that in the sense of if you give it a woman a house, she makes it a home. If you give her groceries, she can make this beautiful meal. Like it's alchemy that I think us yeah. women can create. So give a woman abundance, give her financial security and imagine all the magic that she can create, the alchemy right. that can come from that. So, yeah, that was. Amy, you're you're literally like you. It's like almost kind of like everything you're saying. And this has happened a lot in the past couple of days, I have to say. Almost like everything you're saying is like, yes, that is exactly what I'm going through. Yes, that is exactly the thing that's happening. Like, you know, the even the merging of the two parts. It's been the same thing in, in my life, too. It's been the merging of the spiritual part of me and this other part of me that is, you know, more practical and, you know, get it done. And it's like, no, you can be both. It's not it's not, not one or the or other. And you don't have to flip flop and be like, I'm showing up as this because I have felt in so many cases that there, the next like we're talking going back to like the quantum leap or the next level for me even is having that embodied version of myself all the time mm-hmm. for all people, not just for what I do and my clients, but who I am in every part of my world. And that is going to be where when I'm showing up as that everywhere, where everything starts to open up and starts to be, you know, and it's like, we don't have to flip flop back and forth and be like, these people see me as this and these people see me as that. And, you know, it's no, we get to have, we get to be it all. And Yeah. yeah. And for me, I didn't, in hindsight, know this, but it's like, I can also realize I was feeling slightly inauthentic, maybe even in both places, mm-hmm. right? Me because too. I go Same. to this yeah. spiritual development, these retreats, and I'm like so connected, you know, to source and lifting everyone up and feel like I'm able to just be open and receive messages and, and feel like I'm having those quantum leaps. And then I would come home and focus in on more of like the task oriented day to day. And it's like, that would get quiet. Yeah. And like intuition, that knowing would get quiet. And it's because I wasn't continuing to cultivate the relationship. Yeah. And coming back and 
you know, it's at the risk of people being like, she's crazy. And, you know, okay, right? Like, so, so be it. That's what you believe, right? As long as, as long as my family is okay with how I'm showing up and specifically, I'm okay with how I'm showing up. I can't change how someone receives it. I know that Mm -hmm. I do show up in light and in love and in the highest service and Mm -hmm. things like gossip and excessive you know, reality TV or a variety of things seem less important. And that's not to say that that you do you. Yeah. Like I definitely hold the belief that you do what makes you happy. Yes. And it may or may not work for me. And what I do may or may not work for you, but I can still love you. Right. And I can still honor and lift you up Mm -hmm. and not judge your choices. So I'm asking for the same. And it doesn't matter actually what people, and I think that's part of it too. I think that's part of the becoming that I am having is that I no longer am concerned with what someone else thinks about me. Mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily think I was before and realizing, and maybe you've had a little bit of this too, that by living in kind of those two separate places, that is actually what was happening is I was very worried about what people were going to think or say. And now... I can't control them or their outcomes. I can, only, right. I can only control me. So that's all that I'm focused on. When you're living in those dualities and you're not aware that you are living in the duality, like you mean, it feels like it is all of you, but it's one part of you showing up with people in a certain way because they're a certain way. And I've always, that's been one of, one of, I think my gifts is being adaptable. Chameleon. I've always said, yeah, I'm a chameleon. I can put me in any situation yeah. and I'm fine. I can adapt. Yeah. And and that's people would be like, how can you go into any room and make conversations with people and connect so well? And it's like, well, it's because I'm I adapt to the surroundings. Yeah. And it, it doesn't mean that I'm not myself, right. but it definitely means that I can lean into like when I used to live in Tennessee, you know, I could definitely lean into that culture, that Southern culture, going back to Canada, which is vastly different. And then they're like, well, you know, you seem like you can adapt here too. And it's like, well, yeah, just, I just learned what is happening here and how do I need to function in this space? But there are some parts of that that kept me from being fully me. Mm-hmm. And I'm now seeing that, and I, I don't know if it's an age thing or just a recognition thing where you get to a certain point and you're like, okay, I can adapt to these environments and I still will adapt to them, but I can show up 100% as me. Absolutely. And I would yeah. also say, I would imagine we could be similar in that I'm genuinely fascinated by people. Me too. I don't hold judgment. Yep. I am genuinely fascinated by people and their choices and how they show up. And I'm curious and I want to know and I want I want to sit in space with people. And so I want to be in rooms with people that are very different from me. What can I learn? You know, what what what, where can I lead in, you know, a space of light and love? And perhaps they could feel, you know, a certain way different after meeting me. So I would say yes showing up as who we are embodied, right? In the spiritual and the physical 
and also knowing that we just love to connect. Yes. Oh, I have loved this conversation. Uh, I I am so glad that we had a chance to talk. I mean, it, it it's funny because it, it does feel a lot like, you know, just our regular conversation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's so helpful for, you know, anyone who's listening to take that next step in their life, in their business, in their financial like life, how they want to be in the world. It really is all encompassing. Mm-hmm. It's all a part of who you are. It's like we can't focus on one area and leave out other areas. Yeah. And it's all about, you know, and even if it feels like, okay, this is a scary step to take, I encourage you to take it because you'd probably be pleasantly surprised of the things that you don't know that of where you're already at and, you know, how you can move forward. And, and I know you're probably, you know, you would say this, there's no judgment. You just move forward. Don't judge yourself. And I yeah. would say just because something is uncomfortable doesn't mean it's not for you. Yes. I have found on this journey that I have to get uncomfortable sometimes and think, ah, right? Why am I go why do I have to go down this path? Why can't it just yeah. feel easy? And then I remind myself that the magic happens outside of your comfort zone. And sometimes mm-hmm. we have to get a little uncomfortable to take that next leap. Amen to that. Okay, I have a question for you before we wrap up today. What is your next brave step? My next brave step is I actually have, oddly enough, this I'm just going very granular. It's today. I have a brand new yeah. meeting today, and we briefly touched on this. And my core belief truly is that wealthy women change the world. And I have no idea what I'm gonna do with that. Um but I own the domain and I'm going to do some branding around that and Mm -hmm. trust that the next steps are going to come to me and I'll follow them and we'll see where it goes. Amazing. Well, all the best with that today. I'm excited to hear how it goes. And it's funny how we're just talking about this now. It's like the next, you know, iteration of what you're doing in the world and it's ready to, come into, into and I being, know what so. it is right yeah I just know I met this incredible woman and I'm like I need some branding around this I need a logo and I said yes I've held the domain for a few years right mm-hmm. so I'm not arguing with the timeline it it may still sit I don't know I'm just yeah just following you're just gonna follow the breadcrumbs yeah <laughs> yeah as you do, as you do. Well, thank you so much for being on the on the Courage Cast today. And where can people find you? Oh, I love to be on Instagram, Amy W Getz G E T Z Finance. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn. So those are the spaces where you can find me. I mean, I I am on TikTok, but I don't post. I just like all the things. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm on Facebook too. But if I don't know who you are, I probably won't accept (laughs) that is my truth if i don't see that we're connected to any mutual friends then the answer is probably no so um, instagram is where all the friends are so (laughs) awesome well thank you for being here today oh thank you i found today's conversation so inspiring and i really want to thank amy for coming on the podcast and really showing us the possibilities when it comes to women 
being in possession of wealth. And whether or not you find yourself in that place today, I want to encourage you that all that is required is taking one step today, one step the day after that, and to keep moving forward. And when you continually do that, you will find that you're in a position that will totally transform not only your life, but the life of your family, as well as generations to come. I want to thank you for hanging out with us today and make sure to connect with us and let us know what your big takeaway was from today's episode. Until next time, remember, you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of The Courage Cast, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review, and while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Original music and production by Stephen Crowley.